So our New Testament reading this morning is from the Gospel of Luke, chapter 5, beginning at verse 1. And you can find this on page 1032, 1032 in the Bibles in front of you. Luke chapter 5, beginning at verse 1. One day, as Jesus was standing by the lake of Gennesaret, the people were crowding round him and listening to the word of God. He saw at the water's edge two boats, left there by the fishermen who were washing their nets. He got into one of the boats, the one belonging to Simon, and asked him to put out a little from the shore. Then he sat down and taught the people from the boat. When he'd finished speaking, he said to Simon, put out into deep water and let down the nets for a catch. Simon answered, Master, we've worked hard all night and haven't caught anything, but because you say so, I will let down the nets. When they had done so, they caught such a large number of fish that their nets began to break. So they signalled to their partners in the other boats to come and help them. And they came and filled both boats so full that they began to sink. When Simon Peter saw this, he fell at Jesus' knees and he said, Go away from me, Lord. I am a sinful man. For he and all his companions were astonished at the catch of fish they had taken. And so were James and John, the sons of Zebedee, Simon's partners. Then Jesus said to Simon, Don't be afraid. From now on you will fish for people. So they pulled their boats up on the shore, left everything and followed him. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Deuteronomy chapter 6, verse 4, page 185. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. Love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your strength. These commandments that I give you today are to be on your hearts. Impress them on your children. Talk about them when you sit at home and when you walk along the road, when you lie down and when you get up. Tie them as symbols on your hands and bind them on your foreheads. Write them on the door frames of your houses and on your gates. This is the word of the Lord. Good morning, church. Ah, you can hear me. Fantastic. It's an honor and a privilege to be speaking this morning. Those of you who know me will find it no surprise that I chose to go for the Deuteronomy passage, because I love the Old Testament. So if you've got your church Bibles in front, if you go back to Deuteronomy chapter 6, because you'll need to check it on page 185. Okay, I can put that here now, because I've given you the right page number. Thank you, Sue. Thank you, John. We're looking at our final session in the series Christian Life and Work. And I wonder, have you ever tried to make a commitment to something and saying, 
I must remember this. I must remember this. It's rather lovely, actually, when you're a preacher, to realize that God has already dropped into a service little bits of what you want to say. And the word remember has come through loud and clear. But the passage from Deuteronomy is where Moses is taking them. Remember, he didn't actually go into the promised land, but they're right on the edge. And instead of rushing, he says, whoa. You ever like that? You want to rush in? Moses, whoa, wait. I want to remind you of something. Before you go in and do all of the stuff that we have to do, wait. Pause, remember, and reflect. And he said, before you go, I want to remind you of a few things. So it was all about the memory. Yes? How's your memory? <laughs> okay. One apple, a hat, a tree, an igloo, and a feather. An apple, a hat, a tree, an igloo, and a feather. Five, four, three, two, one, gone. Oh, crumbs. There's so many of you already panicking. Let's see if you can remember it. It will also not have escaped your notice that my husband and I had some post-it confetti this morning. Oh, yeah, it will have escaped some of your notice. Okay. When we want to remember in our modern age, we often use these little things, don't we? Before you leave this morning, I want each one of you to find a post-it and grab it, and you will write on it what I want you to write. Gosh, the power is wonderful up here, isn't it? I'll tell you in a moment. Pat's tip of the day. Post-it notes. The guy who invented this glue made an absolute fortune. Seriously. Most people rip off a post-it note that way. Yes? If you do, it'll curl. If you turn it round the other way, so the glue is on that side, and you peel it up, it will always stay flat. Tip of the day. I just thought I'd give you that one for free. On the post-it notes, I put this on some of them, God is with me. How many times has that come out this morning? God is with me. He wants me here. How many times in your workplace, in your home, when you're screaming, when it's complicated, do you think, I am all alone? What is God saying? I am with you. And then this... It's not, I'm a celebrity, I'm a worker, get me out of here. <laughs> and I'm sure there are times when you think, God, I want to be anywhere but here. And God says, here is exactly where I need you to be. You may not always like it, but that's important. So, say it with me. God is with me. He wants me here. Okay, fantastic. In our Deuteronomy passage... Moses says, okay, if you remember nothing else, you're going to remember these things. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one. Love the Lord your God. Impress these commands on your hearts. Tie them on your hands and forehead and the doorframe of your houses. And you think, yeah, okay, that's fine. Whoa, they're really important. 
so far we've looked at who do we work for, why do we work, ministry in the workplace, relating to the boss, handling pressure. Were some of you here for any of those? Yeah, good. But today, spirituality in the fast lane. Oh, that life was gentle. Oh, that I lived as a nun and could just talk to God all day long. Life often doesn't work like that. We live at very frenetic paces. I see some people nodding. Yeah? I am, if you hadn't already guessed it, Welsh, and I do guilt really well. And I'm thinking, I should be spending longer in prayer, I should be spending longer in this, and I should be spe- and Lord, you know, I'm going to be a terrible Christian if I don't. I've got news for you, God loves you anyway. And if you can take a moment here and there, that'll be fine. So, hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. Remember, they've come out of Egypt, which has got one God or many gods, Many gods. They're going into Canaan, which has got many gods. They need to be reminded that the Lord is one. The only one. The almighty one. The one who is always in control and the one who created everything. How many times in your day do you have voices clamoring in your head? Now, I'm not talking schizophrenia, and I mean that very sincerely. But you've got somebody on the phone, somebody on the fax, somebody on the internet, your boss saying this, your kids saying that. If you're at home with children, Lord, you never get a word in edgeways. How many voices are there? Do you need to take a moment and say, okay, God is one. He is my one. He is the only one. But it doesn't say my, does it? It says our. We are in community. We are never alone. And Moses was saying, guys, come together, understand this. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength. There's a mini-sermon there. I'm not going to bore you with the mini-sermon, but with all your heart. Some parts of the Bible, it talks about your heart being the emotional side of you. Other places, the heart of your understanding. How about the soul, the God part of you? how you relate to God, and with strength. If I was going to say this in a Welsh accent, a passion. (laughs) How many of us say, Lord, I love you? And sometimes I think he wants to hear, oh, Father, you are amazing. Put some passion. With all your strength means holding nothing back. Don't be wishy-washy in your faith. It's perfectly okay. Now, these commandments I give you today are to be upon your hearts. Impress them on your children. I have two sons. One of them loves seals. You ever seen envelopes with seals? Now, that has no name on the front. But I don't need a name on the front. I don't need to recognize the handwriting because I recognize the seal. This seal happens to have a capital letter C on it. So I know it's from Chris. I trust the sender, and the sender wouldn't send a problem when he puts that seal on it. And I also know who it's for. 
He gave it to me for you this morning. He's already had one Father's Day card, but he's just got another one. When something is impressed on somebody else, it carries with it everything of mine I want reflected in you. So what is Moses saying? The commands you take and you push them onto your children. Not in a nasty way, but impress them. Impress them. Impress them. And who are we to impress with the commands of God first? Vulnerable. Who? Impress them on your children. What are your children currently being impressed with? Oh, YouTube. Wow. Did we talk about that yesterday, didn't we? I used to go to encyclopedias as a kid. Now they go to YouTube. If you want to know how to change a plug, go to YouTube. If I want to know how to do a bit of craft, I go to YouTube. But how would it be if our kid said, Mom, um, show me. Show me where it is. How does God work? Moses recognized that they were going to struggle with this when they got into the promised land. When I was in university, I was in university in Bangor, North Wales, which is 200 miles from anywhere, really. <laughs> Um, I first went there when I was living in South Wales and my second and third years were when I was living here in Essex. Every now and again, my dear, wonderful dad used to come and get me with all of my stuff at the end of the year. Not every term, but any year. And we would have hours in the car. Him and me. Yep, 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 yep. We never got bored. Catch up on news. And then I would say, look, I was doing theology. Dad, I didn't understand this. Can we talk about this? And without any Bible in front of him, which is good because he was driving, <laughs> he would teach me the things of God and the things of the Scriptures. Now, I know it's not always possible to have hours, but you do get God moments where you can just slip something in. We had a situation the other evening where we were considering something and my son comes home from work and he's, and then suddenly said, oh, can we pray about this? And we stood and thought, we should have thought of that first, really, shouldn't we? <laughs> and you realize he's caught something from you as parents. Can we impress him on our children? Now, Moses then qualifies this. When are you to impress them? How are you to do that? Well, when you're sitting around the table, family gatherings, if you can sit your kids down at the table long enough to have a meal, which not everyone can, shout about the things of God. Great. Or when you're out walking, let it be as natural as one foot in front of the other. Bring it up. When you're lying down. Now that poor lady actually looks exhausted. <laughs> she is lying down, but don't you find as mums, as parents, that there are days when, ah, oh, those are moments that you can ask God. Or even <laughs> when you're getting up 
How many are not morning people? Yeah, okay. But in order to do that, you need to know yourself enough of God's word to be able to impress it on somebody else, don't you? So you need to be feeding yourself on the word of God to be able to let these things come naturally, to remember them and pass them on. In fact, Psalm 119, your word I have hidden in my heart that I might not sin again. I love that picture. Superman, prayer. Yeah. Your word I have hidden in my heart. It's really difficult to be in the middle of a situation and suddenly think, I'm sure there's an appropriate verse in the Bible for this somewhere, but I'll be blown if I can remember it. Oh, I'm the only one who's ever done that. <laughs> the more you learn, the more the Holy Spirit impresses it in you so that you don't even have to think about it. You'll know the reassuring word of God as soon as you need it. In fact, that word hidden is actually the Hebrew word for protect. Your word I have protected in my heart. Why is that important? Because in any working day, we've got too many words clamoring for our attention, haven't we? Every now and again, we need to think of the one word that's important. Now, tie them as symbols on your hands and bind them on your foreheads. This is interesting. Have any of you ever seen some of that before? Yes, good. These little things here are not very big, as you can see on his head. But they're made of leather. And inside them are tiny little pieces of paper scrolled up with verses. Quite often, the one that we started with, here, O Israel, the Lord is one Lord, our Lord, is one of the verses. But what they do, they put them on their foreheads and on their forearms. It doesn't take a genius to think what that is symbolic of. How you think and what you do. Yeah. Now, they're called phylacteries, or the other name is that. I had to check on YouTube how to <laughs> pronounce that. And it's tefillin, which is I wouldn't have pronounced that at all. But in morning prayers, devout Jews would put them on to remember how I think today must be godly and what I do today must be godly. The other part of that verse says, write them on the door frames of your houses and on your gates. Now, this little thing here is called a mezuzah. And what it is, it's a little... How would you describe it? It's a container for more of these verses. Right? Now, I just put one example. If you look for mezuzahs online, there are thousands of different kinds. You don't have to have one design. But it's there to contain the word of God. Right? Where does it say to put them? On the door frames of your houses and your gates. Now, John, walk with me. I'm going this way. It's all right. Now, whoops. Now, where they would put these words, hello, darling, hello, gorgeous, is on the right-hand doorpost of the house. Right? You go to any Orthodox Jew house, and you will find a little piece of metal, sometimes beautiful wood, and inside there are the words of God. And an Orthodox Jew coming into the house would reach up, touch the mezuzah, in other words, I'm acknowledging God's word in my life, and then kiss their fingers. Your word will be on my lips. 
They often do it as well when they're in the house coming out so that whatever they do is on their lips. The beautiful thing is, if a Jewish family moves house and they know another Jewish family is moving in, the mezuzah stays put to bless the next ones in. Otherwise, they take it with them to bless their new house. That's not a bad idea, is it? Having a place in your house that says, oh, God's word will be on my lips. I carry his presence out into my work and from my work back home. Wouldn't that be wonderful? But where else apart from the door frames of your house can you put these? On the gates. Those are not just the gates at the fence of your house. The actual Hebrew word says city gates. Oh, that's interesting. The traditional place in the Bible where law was dispensed, the elders must meet at the city gates. Where are the city gates of Chelmsford? Okay. Anyone seen some of them? Anyone drive past them? Frequently. They're all over the place, aren't they? I know some of the people on the council who were delighted to be able to change those because they used to be the brown ones with just the text on. Now we've got highlands. Let me ask you a question. What would you want written over the gate? We just said, write them on the gates. What would you like written on them? Wouldn't it be wonderful if you could say, this is a city where God is worshipped? There is a, a city in America, and for the life of me, I can't remember it, which says, welcome to our city, birthplace of George W. Bush. We apologize. <laughs> <laughs> I thought, oh dear. May I challenge you, that when you next see that sign, when you're driving, send up an arrow prayer, be present in our city, Lord, bless our city. Watch the boundaries. Watch the boundaries. I've got to move on. Because Scripture says, whatever we do in Colossians 3, work at it with all your heart as working for the Lord, not for men. Since you know that you receive an inheritance from the Lord as your reward, it is Christ you're serving. Do you know that work is a seven-letter word spelled S-E-R-V-I-C-E? Work is service. Your service can be to pray over the city. I'm thrilled to bits when I read our newsletters. The prayer diary. And thank you for... Does Anita do those? Well, whoever does it. Usually at the bottom, you're praying for specific streets. Yeah? Be specific in your prayer. Now, God wants you to remember, remember, remember. Put them up. Think about them all the time. How well do you remember the five objects I told you about? Matter, matter, matter. Okay. One started with an F. Now, if I 
rejigged the objects into a word, you'd make a connection, wouldn't you? It's called a mnemonic. How do you specifically remember? Change them around. So how are you going to link what you've heard this morning to what you do tomorrow? By lots of different ways. Get your post-it note. Write on it. What are you supposed to write? God is with me. He wants me. Okay. Write on it. Every time you see a post-it note, whatever's on the post-it note, try and remember that. But if it's your partner who's left you a message, remember <laughs> that bit as well. Most of you were given rubber bands when you came in. I put mine next to my watch. So that every time I look at the time, God is with me, he wants me here. It's simple, but you're linking an understanding with an object or an action. What did Moses want them to do? Remember. Wait and remember. Oswald Chambers said, great evangelist, the goal of faithfulness is not that we will do work for God, but that he will be free to do his work in us. Isn't that awesome? God wants you here because he wants to work through you here. He wanted John's words to that young man to make a difference. John didn't know it made a difference until much later. Be faithful in just being the best you you can be wherever God's here is for you. I know some of you are in transition at the moment between one job and the next. That's still a here. God wants you here while other things are working out. Kirsty had no idea I was going to put those up. No idea. Gentlemen, you've had it in front of you. I mean, how cool is that? I looked at that and John and I just burst out laughing. Because the strap line says, a mile's a day helps you work, rest and play. God's word is going to help you work and rest. And as Ross so beautifully prayed, play. Does play mean, <laughs> no, rest. Doing the stuff you really want to do. That's what it's all about. One last thing. I know it's been exam season, hasn't it? I am so grateful. I'm not doing any more exams. Hallelujah. But I know some of you are parents of children who've done exams. You may have recently done exams yourself. It's a hard season, isn't it? And I remember doing my O-levels. Oh, gosh, does that date me? O-levels. And I would really, really, really pray so hard that when Jesus promised he was coming back again, that he could do it before tomorrow morning. <laughs> of course, it didn't happen. And then I quickly realized that maybe that was not quite the right prayer I needed to think about. So what I decided to do was on my question paper, not the one I did the answer on, my question paper, I would write a verse at the top, like John does with his email, which is great, by the way. We're going to need to get copies. I would put a verse. And then I found a verse of a hymn. Now, how many of you know the, the hymn, Dear Lord and Father of Mankind? And the second line says, That wasn't the verse I put up. Verse 4 says, Drop thy still dews of quietness. 
till all our strivings cease. Take from our soul the strain and stress and let our ordered lives confess the beauty of your peace. Why did I do that? I was supposed to be answering an exam question, for goodness sake. I chose to take the 30 seconds it took to write that out so that every time I chose a new question, the beauty of your peace, dues of quietness, still my spirit, woomph, then go in. And I hope this morning what you've understood and what you've got from the whole series is that wherever you are, God has placed you there. He wants you there. He knows the pressures. He knows the panic times. But there are moments where the dew of quietness drops. Choose the moment. Thank him. Look at your rubber band saying, either, help, or thank you, or really, Lord? Okay. God understands those prayers just as much as he gets the long ones. Just as much. Over coffee today, why don't you ask somebody, what is it that you do for work? And how can I pray for you this week? Well, that would be novel, wouldn't it? As you're juggling work and life, remember this, wherever you work, whatever you do, just remember God has placed you. Amen. Don't forget your post-it notes.